remember that you have the power to create change for yourself. The problem is, is that most of us blame things like a lack of energy, time, money, motivation, knowledge. A lot of people will blame everything else that's not in their control. But in reality, those are all excuses. And the real source of our problems comes down to awareness. And once we are aware of ourselves and what the root causes underneath of why we are not doing something or why we can't act upon something, you're gonna have way more success. Hey, I'm Christina. I'm a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and the creator of the Anti-Diet Lifestyle Program. This podcast is all about helping you move away from self-sabotage, food restriction, and emotional eating, and challenge you to expand your mindset on what it means to live a healthy and happy life through the acts of self-love, healthy habits, and evidence-based fitness and nutrition advice. Now, in addition to the motivation and education you're going to receive from this podcast, I'll be honest, you may be triggered from time to time, but these triggers are intended to help you self-reflect on who you really are, what you desire most, and what is holding you back from becoming everything that you want in life. Welcome to the Anti-Diet Lifestyle, where changing your body starts with changing your mind. So let's start today. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of the Anti-Diet Lifestyle podcast. Today we're gonna be talking about accountability and uh, what exactly you need as a person to stay accountable and actually hit your goals. I think a lot of us um, believe that there's so many strategies out there, but it's kind of like finding a personality type, right? Like you have to know what you best respond to in order to make the appropriate decisions on the accountability. Like for some people, hiring a trainer is so like vastly important because whatever that trainer tells them to do, they're gonna do it. But other people, I mean, I could be there telling them all day long what to do and that's not gonna motivate them to make steps in the right direction or take action. We need to know ourselves more, right? We need to know who we are and what we thrive in in order to find the appropriate solution for that. I have been a junkie of personality tests forever. I love the DISC assessment. Um, If you haven't heard of that, D-I-S-C. If you are curious more about that, let me know and I can make a whole video on it, but DISC is very much a corporate, it's like used in business world a lot, but it's also helpful to use like when you're trying to get to know someone for the first time and see what kind of person they typically are. And the book that I'm gonna share with you today, I read it last year and I thought it was really helpful and 100% applied to the realm of health and fitness. And I think sometimes we try to tick off all the boxes. We try to have a tracker, we try to have like a workout buddy, we post it on social media, or maybe we create like a we find a meal plan online and we try to hold ourselves accountable to that but if it doesn't really thrive with what works for you it's just not gonna work long term ironically so I have been training for a half marathon and this is my second one in like I did one in 2016 and the one in 2016 I was all about it like I was training so much I had a full-time job I had a part-time job working in a gym and then I was working out like Every single day I had the best routine ever. But a lot of things were different. Like a lot, like for example, back then I could just go to work, deal with work, and then go home and take care of myself, right? Now 
I work for myself. My schedule is so flexible, um, but that can sometimes get in the way of like not knowing exactly what to prioritize the most. I mean, I'm not gonna make excuses. Like this race, I have been training. Like I 100% have been putting in the most effort that I, c I can, but you know, I had COVID that knocked off a week of training. Um, I had like, the holidays which kind of knocked off a few but i anticipated the holidays i didn't anticipate covid and then there were several times where i thought i may be getting covid again like i was getting sick i just wasn't feeling the best and i was also going through you know seeing my therapist weekly um dealing with a lot of anxiety about my future or you know feeling depressed because i was self-isolating here in my house and you know, COVID obviously affected a lot of people mentally in a lot of different ways, and I am not immune to that. So I am aware that there were a lot of things that were different this round versus in 2016. I'm a very different person right now. And honestly, if I were to look back at the 2016 me, I would be like, wow, like you kicked ass, but you know, I'm a like mentally and emotionally, I have grown so much. I have matured beyond my wildest dreams. There's a lot of things now that I place a lot more value on. The race was my way of trying to stay in like this fun, like have a project, you know, making exercise fun again because I don't think a lot of people talk or a lot of trainers and coaches online talk about the fact that when you turn your hobby or the passion that you have into a job, it kind of feels very forced sometimes. So in order to keep things interesting and keep things fun, I am the type of person that loves to experiment with different things, have a little project. Like a marathon is a project for me. Once this is up, I'm gonna have a new project. Over the summer, I had a boxing practice and I wanted to learn how to box, at least get the technique right. You know, I've gone through yoga phases. So I think it's totally fine if you're someone who likes to experiment and you go through these phases where you want to do different things. You don't have to go like in the gym and do a strength training or a lifting program just because you think that that's what's gonna get you the body that you want. If that's what you can do and you want to and you're excited about it, totally fine. But some people feel very forced to just show up in the gym and do that every single day. I really encourage you to take this um, talk today with me and figure it out for yourself. Like what type of person are you and what situation do you thrive in? Because the more that you know yourself, the more you're going to be able to accommodate the different things that are going on in your life without being so hard on yourself. I think one thing I struggle with sometimes is self-compassion and that ability to like just be like, you know, something is better than nothing and I'm grateful for the opportunity to do this today, right? Instead of beating yourself down because you didn't do a 60-minute program, you didn't finish up the workout that, you know, your coach or the plan had you on. And so I just encourage you guys to learn more about that, uh, explore that side of you, because I think that that's really what changed the 2016 version of me and the today version of me. 2016 version of me was very naive. You know, like when I would get upset or stressed or frustrated or whatever it was, I would react by just ignoring it. And nowadays the new Christina is digging in and trying to understand more about myself. And I think I started that journey with like personality tests, which sounds kind of funny, but like 
back in I guess like 2017 I got a new job and I had a work buddy that we would just like ping each other back and forth with like tests and quizzes and I, I think it was so much fun like it was just a thing to do throughout the day while we're working no matter how silly they were or how serious they were they always had a place some of them maybe I couldn't really connect with, but some of them I 100% to this day still believe in. So, you know, like Myers-Briggs and the DISC assessments, these are very important ones that I think um, a lot of people don't, don't do them or don't take them to heart as much as they should. And I think it can drive a lot of your actions and your thought process. Um, I mean, I think that's kind of why sometimes people rely so much on things like astrology. Um, I don't I can't necessarily say I 100% believe in astrology. I think it's really just I'm not educated enough um, because I don't necessarily I didn't have that background and I am a very spiritual person and I can see myself leaning into that more these days, but I still think it gives people like a why. It gives people an explanation as to why they react or how they act in certain situations, especially with zodiacs. Um, sometimes it's like you hear someone who's like a Scorpio. Like, I do place some validity to it, I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, like, I can't be like, I can't look at someone and call them a Capricorn. You know, like, I don't know enough about it to be like, oh, you are totally a Capricorn or you're totally a Sagittarius. Um, and that probably comes down to like me not necessarily connecting with the Aquarius vibe of me. So anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent, but today I want to talk about this book called The Four Tendencies, and it's by a person named Gretchen Rubin, and if you know anything about her, she has a couple books out there. I first heard about her with The Happiness Project, and that's a really, really fun book, and she also has another one on habits that I haven't read, but Essentially, The Four Tendencies is a way to figure out how you respond. Her big question is, how do I get people, including myself, to do what I want, right? And I think a lot of the time we talk about all these things that we want to do in life, yet something is holding us back. Whether they're limiting beliefs, um, or you know, self-sabotage, or you know, some fear that you have, I want to make sure that you guys are picking the right tools in your tool belt when you go into a health and wellness and fitness plan. Um, because like I said, for some people, hiring a trainer and spending all that money is worth it because they know that that trainer is going to be the thing that encourages them to show up. It's like when you have a teacher who's like, expecting to get homework from you or things like that. You have to show up to like to be there. That's a very different type of personality than someone who like is willing to just cancel every session if something comes up that's more important, right? And I've had clients on both sides of the spectrum, clients that will oversleep in the morning and just not show up to their workouts. And then the other ones that are like, oh my God, because I have you in the morning, I will never oversleep, right? Like it's like that accountability of like needing to be somewhere because you know someone else is waiting on you and expecting you there. So the idea of this is about your expectations to the world. So there are internal or inner expectations, meaning 
let's say like an inner expectation that you have upon yourself, like a resolution, like a new year's resolution or a goal for your business. Then you've got the outer expectations. These are work deadlines. You've got a boss telling you that something needs to be turned in, or you've got a friend asking for your help or, um, like for example, someone on social media that is asking you questions you have to respond to, right? So these are outer expectations based upon other people. I like that she says the four tendencies because it's like the tendency is not something that you can help, right? It's, it's just your natural inclination to do something. I'll quote this from her website, but knowing our tendencies can help us set up situations in the ways that make it more likely that we'll achieve our aims. We can make better decisions, meet deadlines, meet our promises to ourselves, suffer less stress, and engage more deeply with others. When I started reading the book and I got really detailed with it, each one of these, I can totally see that I've had a client who is like this. Again, I don't want you guys to think these are personalities. These are tendencies that we tend to, like basically it's how we tend to act um, and why we don't act. So if you need any help and you're like, oh my God, I just cannot get myself together. I cannot stay motivated to do what I need to do. Well, this is gonna explain why that's happening and what we can do to change it. So the four types, and I'll go through this a little bit. I highly recommend her book. I'll even have a PDF below so that you can download this so you can read a little bit more. In my PDF though, I do have a quick description of all of them and then I also have solutions, accountability solutions that you can do. For example, if your quiz answer was questioner, I'm gonna have bullet points of all the things that you can do that are gonna make you thrive in your health journey. So make sure that you download that so that you can get it. So basically, you've got the upholder, the rebel, the questioner, and the obliger. Two of these are gonna be more in like inner focus, inner expectation, and two of them are more outer expectation. The questioner is someone who resists those outer expectations. Just because you as my teacher are telling me that I have homework due does not mean that I'm going to do that homework. I'm gonna look towards my inner expectations and basically decide with the information that I have available to me whether or not I need to do it. So this would be a researcher. This would be someone who gets a trainer or a coach gets all the information and is always asking questions, right? They're a questioner. They're always asking, trying to get down to like the big picture of like why they're doing this. They need to know exactly why they're doing everything that they're doing. And then once they have all that information, it's like, okay, well, now that I know everything, I'm gonna make the decision for myself because I know what's best for me. I'll be honest, I'm a questioner. I think that that's why I kind of got into training to begin with because I was working out for myself and I wasn't necessarily um, crazy with all the trainers. I, I had like three or four of them. I wasn't getting what I needed from them. And so I took it upon myself to figure it out and that's what I did. So if you feel that at all, then you may be a questioner. Someone who's a questioner, Basically, and I have a little quote for each one of these that were taken from her book, but the questioner says, I'll comply if you convince me why I should comply. 
So they are motivated by the reason, by logic. They only act on something based on what they decide is right. And the more information that they have available to them to make their own educated decision, the better off they're gonna be. The downfall to a questioner though is that they do find loopholes that they can convince themselves that they can skip a workout or something. Oh, it's cold outside, it's raining outside. I'll just skip today and I'll do tomorrow. Oh, I've got so much going on. They find a reason why they can't do something. So that's something you'd have to look out for. And as a questioner, the more data you have, the better. So these are the people I encourage to be taking photos regularly, recording their weight on a daily or you know every other day basis, um, tracking their calories every day, because the more math that you have, the more data that you have about how many calories you're eating, what your macros look like, and what your weight looks like, you'll be able to tell what the patterns are. And that way you can make those decisions that are best for you. Um, I also recommend for these people to have a plan B in case your plan A falls through. So for example, if it's raining outside and you have convinced yourself to not go to the gym because it's too dangerous to drive or it's too, there's too much traffic because of the rain, have a plan B of workouts in your back pocket that you can do at home. That way you are always you know, accountable to yourself because you are your best and worst critic as a questioner. The other ones are um, obliger. Obliger I love. These are the people I, I see very, like I see these a lot actually with coaching, but the obliger doesn't really do anything for themselves. They do it for other people. So their quote is like, you can count on me and I'm counting on you to count on me. So an obliger is required to have some kind of external, um, you know, responsibility to someone. Otherwise, they don't do what they need to do because for themselves, uh, they can convince themselves and talk themselves out of it. But if they have a friend to go work out with or if they hire a coach, if they post on social media that they are going to start working out and then they don't do it, they feel like they're letting other people down. They also, if you're a parent, they're also really big on being a good role model for their children and doing healthy things because they know that their kids are watching them. So they are very, very driven by outside expectations and what other people, I guess, what other people may think too um, because they don't wanna let anyone down. A good way to stay accountable if you're an obliger and let's say you have a workout buddy that you go to the gym with, the, the idea though is that if that person is your workout buddy and you don't show up at 5 a.m. with them, they don't get to work out. If my friend didn't decided to not show up to the gym, I'm like, well, I'm already here. I'm, I need to do my workout, right? Like I might as well. But by setting that boundary and saying, I'm not gonna work out if you do not come, that will make the obliger more willing to show up. They're gonna do everything in their power. They're gonna set five alarms. They're gonna put their phone like 10 feet away from the bed just to make sure that they get up and they don't hit snooze. So that's really important. And on the same note, um, if you are the friend who is doing this, having a reward for the other person. So if you guys hit five workouts this week, that other person gets something really special that they have been wanting for a long time. 
right? It's not about you getting a reward because the obliger doesn't care about the, the reward for themselves. They care about making the other person happy and making sure that that other person um, is, you know, the person that's depending on them, something that they really want, that they are able to get it. So that would be a really great tool for an obliger to find someone who can really help you with that. The upholder. The upholder is someone, I kind of like the upholder because the upholder says that I want to meet both inner and outer expectations. I want to make sure that if I have some discipline, if you tell me what to do, I'll do it. I'll just get it done. They are like the best students, right? Because they just need to know the plan and then they get through with it. So they have clear expectations at work um, or in a coaching program. They're probably the ones who during onboarding at a new company, they probably ask all the questions. They want to make sure that they are making their boss happy and they're also thriving and growing as a person themselves. So in their relationships, they need clarity with the other partner, right? Like what is it that's going to make you happy and how do you communicate? How can I reciprocate what you need and all this stuff, right? So they're very aware of what the other person needs, but also what they own, what their own needs are and what their boundaries are. So their line is discipline is my freedom. They love habit checklists, performance reviews. Um, they're the type of person that if you give them a meal plan or a workout plan, they're just going to do it. They don't really, they're not going to ask a bunch of questions, but you know, if they have a plan, they're going to follow through. So these people really thrive off calendars and to-do lists, making sure that you list out your top three every day, like when you wake up in the morning, okay, what are the three things I need to accomplish for this health goal? Like, I wanna lose weight, okay, I gotta do these three things every single day and I'm good to go, right? So these are people that we all want to be, but I think that half the time, all the other types of tendencies tend to do what the upholder wants, right? Like the upholder is the one who has a to-do list and loves the, you know, um, creating that 5 a.m. routine. But not everyone's gonna want to, or thrive in that, right? A questioner may want to do the 5 a.m. routine and be that girl, but the questioner also wants to do what's in their best interest. And they find those loopholes and a 5 a.m. routine for someone who doesn't do that is going to be a very tough thing to stay accountable to. So know what your personality looks like and which one of these sounds really exciting for you. Like, yeah, that's 100% me. And the last one is Rebel. Rebel looks like going against the crowd. You can't make me and neither can I. These are probably the most difficult ones because they don't care about outer expectations. They don't care about inner expectations. They basically will do whatever it takes to be unique and different. So they're going to resist anytime. And I've seen this with some clients. If you tell them not to eat more than X, they're going to eat more than that, right? If you tell them to go on walks every day, they will figure out a way to like not do it. If you tell them to, and I don't like to do this, but like taking out all the junk food and all that, they're going to go out and eat more junk food, right? They will literally do the opposite because they feel like they are losing their own autonomy and that they need to go against what other people say. They kind of have like some authority issues. 
<laughs> kind of. Um, so another way to say this is like their value system as a rebel is they have to stay true to who they are. So when someone tells them to do something, they're kind of that person's like, you don't get to tell me what to do right? But that also means that that person is not doing what's in their best interest either. So they want to be different and they, they want to do things that other people don't do. So these are going to be the people, if this sounds like you, you're going to want to do like a really cool fitness class, right? Like some weird, like, I, remember back when like, drums were really cool like it was like a dance class or something and you had drumsticks and you were like beating on the floor and like things like that or different types of yogas that people don't normally do you know that would be a really fun thing because it's different it aligns with who they feel that they are right instead of saying throw out the junk food tell them that they can eat it right like enjoy you know a serving of your junk food a person who's a rebel is their tendency is to act when the mood strikes them they're going to want to do things just it, there's no rhyme or reason there's no schedule there's no plan it's just like you know what today i feel like taking a walk i've got a little more energy let's go right so you want to make it like if you are someone who's a rebel and you know that that about you you're going to need to adjust and if you have a habit that you're trying to make happen you've got to make it as convenient as possible whether that means like if you want to journal before bed putting your journal right next to your nightstand a glass of water right next to your coffee or keep your vitamins right next to your toothbrush because it's so convenient and easy it's like a no-brainer that you're going to do it but that's important that you know that because the rebel is the toughest one the rebel is the one who has a very hard time with rules from other people but you're gonna fail on your own too so all of these tactics that I showed you today are gonna sh are basically different ways that you can hold yourself accountable in the best way that fits you hiring a coach is great I mean a coach can guide you and be the support that you need but the problem is a lot of people that hire coaches, they think that the coach is like gonna do something magical for them. And like, that's not the case. I mean, I've had clients who I try everything that I can on my own to like help them. And at the beginning, I used to feel very down on myself. Like why, like what else can I do? I, I run out of options. I don't know what else to do. And then when I discovered this, I was like, Oh my God, this is the holy grail because this really does work. Because once you start to establish how you decide to act, when you go through those phases in life where you're super motivated, what caused it and what helped you keep going? Because not everyone is built the same. And if we all expect work, like for me, a workout buddy, I've never had a workout buddy. I don't, first of all, I don't like working out with other people. I like to work out on my own, put the headphones in and listen to music. So for me, as like that's an obliger thing. I would never want that. But yet you go on Facebook groups sometimes and I've seen a lot of girls being like, hey, who lives near me? I, and I have a gym membership to Gold's Gym and does anyone wanna go on, you know, wanna wake up with me at 5 a.m. and go work out? I need an accountability buddy. Um, so, those people will really thrive in that scenario. So know what's work, what's gonna work for you and just push it, you know? Just like go with it, learn as much as you can about yourself. I think in general in life, the more that you can learn about yourself, the better. And sometimes these little tests and quizzes are a really good tool to just get you to 
look within yourself. I mean, obviously they're quizzes. I mean, it's a computer. Like the computer can't tell you everything you need to know about yourself, of course, but it is important to have some kind of clarity and some direction. Remember that you have the power to create change for yourself. The problem is, is that most of us blame things like a lack of energy, time, money, motivation, knowledge, right? Like you're, a lot of people will blame everything else that's not in their control. But in reality, those are all excuses. And the real source of our problems comes down to awareness. And once we are aware of ourselves and what the root causes underneath of why we are not doing something or why we can't act upon something, you're gonna have way more success. And that's how I learned. I mean, I definitely have more, like I lean towards questioner and upholder. Like the more data I have, the better. So I love tracking my food. I love getting the weekly review at the end of like what my average look like throughout the week. But I also like to have a to-do list and try to check things off. And those two things together help me a lot. So you may see that you're a little bit of two or I don't think you're gonna be all three or four, but you may have a combination of two of these tendencies, and that's okay. Whatever works for you, just make sure that you are able to acknowledge that and find a, the best plan that's gonna suit your needs. So I really hope that this helped you. Um, let me know if there's any other questions. Again, her book is called The Four Tendencies. It's by Gretchen Rubin. I'm also gonna link the quiz below so that you're able to take the quiz yourself and see what answers you come up with. I highly encourage you to do this. It's like, I think like eight questions long. It's not a long quiz. Um, and then they'll send you a PDF with like a ton of information about um, like what that personality looks like. And she also has a blog where I kind of pulled some of the information too, just to get a really crystal clear view of like each tendency. Um, but yeah, so I highly encourage you to check that out. And I hope that this really helped you get a little bit more clarity. This is something that I uh, try to get all of my clients to do at the beginning of working with them because it helps me learn more about who they are. And it kind of gives me a path like, you know, like, okay, this is the type of person this is like, I'm not going to recommend something that doesn't go in line with who they are as a person. And I think that as a coach, it is really important for you to know what your clients are like because I'm not a trainer. I mean, I am, but like I'm not like a trainer that just creates a custom program and like that's it. Like I'm a coach. I'm here to guide you through all the struggles that are happening in a day-to-day -day basis. And what I coach you through is very different than what I coach another person through because I want to make sure that I know who you are, what what way to connect with you most. And I think that that's really important to me because this is a lifestyle transformation. It is not a, you know, eight week workout plan and here you go and go about your day, right? It is something that I hope changes your life for the better. But a lot of that starts with doing the work of becoming more aware of who you are inside and like what, what ways you work and operate best in. Okay, so thank you so much for sticking around. I really hope that this brought clarity to your health journey and I will see you guys in the next episode. Talk to you guys later, bye.